Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I'm coming to you from my hotel room in Mesa, Arizona. I'm in Mesa, Arizona this week. <laughs> I'm at a training and yesterday they were talking about trauma. They were uh, because we work with a vulnerable population. Uh, all of the people that I, that I work with are identified at risk. They're like families that are at risk for child abuse in one form or another. Sometimes it's not that they're, that they are there's this misconception that all of all of these families are you know the they they're beating or abusing their children like physically and that's not the case you know sometimes they're you know just heavily distracted by being in very stressful events like not having food not having uh, a stable relationship, homelessness, I mean, just all kinds of things which lead to, like, sometimes neglect. Uh, but anyway, so we were talking about um, trauma yesterday, and they were mentioning that the effects of trauma can change the brain and change the way that we think. And, you know, all of these topics are, are very, very relevant to my subject matter. <laughs> my subject matter in the, in the nature of our realities. The nature of our lives, the quality of our lives. And our ability to change that to have a better life. And this, the way that this connects to my, my material is that, you know, I don't, I don't really get excessively specific about the trauma in my own life. Uh, I don't really talk about, you know, I don't really want to talk about the past. I, I really try to live as much as possible in the now and immerse myself in whatever it is that I'm doing, you know, just sort of when I'm shopping, I shop. When I'm eating, I eat. When I, <laughs> whatever I'm doing... Uh, I am just immersed in that activity. But, um, but I was thinking about something as it relates to my subject matter regarding this because I, I've done some, some podcasts on that I, that thing that I thought was going to make me happy 
And when I got that thing that I thought that I wanted, that I thought was going to make me happy, it actually didn't make me happy. And, and that it really is the understanding that there's nothing in this given moment that could change whatever level of happiness that I have just being in the present moment and in life itself in the gratitude of a constant stream of oxygen that allows me to live and continue life in this form and so this is all very you know but I tend to be somebody who I I can't get away from it. It's like, you know, I find that these people, you know, who act as though, you know, this term enlightenment is somehow synonymous with never having a want, never having, you know, any desire whatsoever for forevermore. It's just, it's just sort of like, Enlightenment is synonymous with release of any, any, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it exactly, but I, I guess that in some ways I'm a bit of a materialist in the sense that I, I, I understand that I have preferences throughout my day. You know, it's like, sort of like these creature comforts. <laughs> I have preferences that my car have air conditioning in it and that, you know, like I just have these um, uh, things that, you know, are just kind of fun about life. Like I don't, you know, I just, I enjoy living. Like I enjoy um, experiencing yeah, I was a. Uh, I was. I was so excited. I was telling my supervisor, who like, who like actually, uh, you know, got our rooms. Oh, does it have a pool? That's all I could think about. Does it have a pool? Because I, you know, usually when I'm at a hotel, you know, I bring my swimsuit and I, you know, I'm like in the pool or the hot tub or whatever, and. Um, and I was looking down at it last last night. I had come back from the training, and I really wanted to get in the pool, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it by myself. I don't. I don't know why. I just feel this level of oh God, you know, dread about going out there by myself and strange people that I don't know who they are. <laughs> So, so I, um, and I want to talk about this in specific to this idea that I've, that I've talked almost, almost ad nauseum about, I'm sorry, I just, because it is something that I am, I am attempting to experience, and that is I would like to experience this person that I have 
identified as guy. I just call this person guy. Anyway, so I over and it's sort of been this this mostly on but I at one point I had really really attempted to to stop like <laughs> how do I word this? I guess my my desire to experience this person I had, I really had, I, I, and I had set it out to the universe, God, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to go broad and I'm just going to, you know, change this to the man of my dreams and, you know, stop all thought or feeling toward this particular person. And, you know, and this is also something that like Abraham Hicks, like, I've heard Abraham Hicks over and over say, you know, to go broad on something like, um, to go broad, you know, like, Oh, what is it that you really want financial freedom? So what it is that I'm really desiring is a, a very, very healthy relationship with a man. And, and so, and I'm not talking about a friendship. I mean, you know, it's always nice to have friends, but I'm not talking about a friendship. I'm talking about a relationship. And so, and so in being very, very specific, you know, it's really just kind of weird though, isn't it? It's like, they're like, you know, be specific, but then be, go broad on it. You know, so I, I'm, I do have this, like, I don't want to just say, you know, I have to be specific enough that I don't just want a friendship with this person, a friendship and a relationship with this person. Um, and so for a while I, I, but now I am, but I was, I've been laying the foundation for a while now. I've been laying the foundation and to experience this particular person and (laughs) and so and so I told you all that I had been hanging out with my mother um over the weekend over last weekend I had been spent you know quite a bit of time with my mother and I had shared you know with her and I was sharing stuff with her and she did what people do. And I, and I actually realized to some extent that it's kind of twofold. Um, so people's negativity about our, our dreams or our ambitions or our desires, part of it is, part of it I think is that they have fear of us getting hurt. They're, they're, you know, I mean, it's like, don't shoot for the Olympics because, you know, that would just be a very painful process if you didn't win. You know, so it's, it's like, it's like, don't put yourself out there because when you put yourself out there, you risk, you know, your, you risk getting, you know, you're risking a lot. I mean, you really are. And then the second part of that, I think, is uh, 
that they just see the world a certain way. That that they don't they don't believe that dreams can come true. That that actually perhaps that my desire my and my my feelings about this person that this person would actually be who I perceive this person to be. If they don't believe that that's that's possible. And so I got to thinking, I've been thinking about that because I've talked about it quite a bit. Like I did this whole podcast on the idea of Oz and that actually um, what Dorothy figured out was that she already had, you know, she already had that with, with what she, that she was wishing for. She already had it. Um, and so she didn't need this other thing. She, she realized she already had everything. But, but this is a slightly different idea. The, the, I mean, there's, a, there's, there's so many things going on with this, <laughs> layers of this, this idea. And so kind of bear with me here, because I know this is, um, so I want to talk about this just slightly. So what ended up happening for me a few years ago was that and I was laying the foundation then too. I had I had done a whole lot of work on myself. I really had. I had um I had gotten myself, I'm not suggesting this for anybody else, but I had gotten myself off an antidepressant. I had really healed myself. Um, from a lot of trauma in my life, I had, I had, I mean, I had really completely reinvented myself, uh, and I, I had hardly even dated. I mean, I had dated slightly, but hardly ever dated when I met somebody that I had a lot in common with. You know, because m- my mom and I were discussing all of this in the car, so it just. You know, and I was saying, you know, that I, I, my, me forming a bond with the last person that I was actually in a relationship was actually the next step for me at the time. Because he and I had a whole lot in common. I mean, just like we grew up in the same year, we, we both loved 80s music. I mean, I like I think I don't I don't think it can be discounted how much this person and I actually did have in common. Like, you know, under other circumstances, we may have been really good friends. Um because we were we were you know, I mean, there were times where I can actually say that when I was with him, it had been the best time of my life to that point. And so it was very, it was the fact that it crashed and burned so, like like the highs and the lows were so dramatic that 
I, it made me doubt myself. It made me doubt myself and it was really like a, a, like literally like this thing that I thought that I wanted and, and it was, it was kind of a, a mirage. Like it, it wasn't like, I don't even know what that was in hindsight. And, and at the time I believed in it more than I believed in anything else in my entire life. And now I, I, I mean, it really is true that I never want to see this person ever again as long as I live. And so you can imagine how, how, like, how devastating that would be to me. Having, having, like, put so much work, like, so much of the foundation, laying so much of the foundation, and then you know, and then this experience and it's just this like literally equal parts heaven is equal parts hell. I mean, it really was. And then I just, you know, I guess I just freed us both from this disaster that it either became or was, or we were not able to create something together that was positive. So then, so then, you know, fast forward three years later and I'm, I'm, it's like, and, and I think that that experience left such a, a experience, like to my brain, like, like when we were talking, when I was talking earlier about trauma, it left such a, an impression on my brain that that I, it has been some work for me to get to the point that I am like today about it. And today I am, I'm, I'm, I really am so incredibly excited to have this experience of a really, really healthy, happy, wonderful relationship with this person that I identify as Guy. So I'd shared, you know, with my mother, and then she starts, you know, doing what my mother does and what my friends do, um, you know, which which is like, it's twofold. I think, I think it's to protect us, but it's also to, to protect themselves in this sense of rightness and, and their sense of rightness that, you know, like my friend who, you know, I've gone to her because she has been with me through all of it. She she has been with me through all of this. This whole time frame, she has been my friend. And so, and I have shared so much of stuff. And then I would, I would, I would like call her and I would say, you are not even going to believe what happened. You are not even going to believe what happened. And even though 
I have shared so many of these stories with her. She is still a skeptic and she still is in a way of thinking that men are just a certain way. And she so much wants to be right about that. Her rightness overcomes, overwhelms any sense of, of, like that is her reality. And my mom has her own reality. And so at one point I just said, mom, I can't hear that. And, and I have to tell you, if it was even six months ago, I would have been really rattled by the things that my mom was saying to me. But I would stop her this time. I, was, I would just stop her and I would just, just stay, say, full stop, mom, I can't hear that. Because they don't understand that I am training I am, I am in the Olympics of the act of learning how to create my reality, to create my life the way that I want it to be. I am training. I do this all day, every day. I check in with myself. I am, I'm laying the foundations. And so I can't have somebody say anything negative, but I'm getting stronger and that they can try to say that, but that is not gonna dissuade me. It's not. I'm getting onto the finishing line here, my friends. <laughs> At least the finishing of this race, and then I'll be moving on to something else. I mean, at this point, I'm having fun with the idea that it can be done. That it can be done. Instead of that it can't be done. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. It can be done. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you with my life. I'm going to give you the evidence that this is the way it is, not the way you think it is. You know, because my friend, you know, like when I would when I would talk to her about anything, she would just be, you know, all men do that. All men cheat. This is one of her beliefs. All men cheat. This is like one of the things she believes. All men cheat. All men are jerks. All men are this. All men are this. Like they're all the same, Jamie. These are the things that she would say to me. And I don't believe that, but I, I. So I'm, I'm, I'm on a path of not all men. I'm on a path of, <laughs> and part of the reason why I know not all men is because of my dad. I grew up with a dad that he was just so not typical. <laughs> my dad was not typical. My dad, you know, and I was asking my mom, because, you know, I had all this time with my mom over the weekend. I said, Mom, why did dad like me so much? 
I'm like, I, I, so I'm just like, why? Because my dad just seemed to like really, really love me. Like he just seemed to like really love me. Like, and I was like, why? You know, my mom, you know, just, you know, she was just like, oh, well, you were just the cutest little thing, blah, 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 you know, but, but I'm like, no, but like, at the time, I didn't realize how much in common I had with my dad because I didn't, I could not articulate that I was a philosopher like he was. I couldn't articulate that. I didn't know that. I didn't know all this dialogue that was going on in my head. I, I, I didn't know. And I didn't know that everyone didn't think about these things. But as far as I can like remember, even as a young child, my dad took care of me. I was a, I was a child that was like very sick. I had, um, there was something like not right with me as a very, very young child. I, I had to get these, or at least that's what they said. I had to get all of these gamma globin shots. I had a, a, an immune issue. I didn't have enough gamma globin in my blood, supposedly. And so I had to have all of these shots. I had regular amounts of shots as a very, very young child. And then my pediatrician told my mother to do something that was, you know, and he said, I recommend you go get her tonsils taken out. And uh, my my mother listened to the doctor, even though the surgeon said this is this is not you shouldn't be doing this surgery. My mother didn't listen to the surgeon, and my mother had this surgery, and my life improved. And I actually have memories of that hospital stay. I was four years old, and so at four years old, my life dramatically changed. But it was my dad who was getting up in the middle of the night with me. I had really, really, really high fevers and he would take care of me. And, um, and I remember, <laughs> I remember this great big stuffed bunny that was like bigger than I was. I used to sleep with all my stuffed animals, you know, on this little twin bed. And I was like completely immersed in all of my stuffed animals. <laughs> I just loved them. And um, and one night I threw up all over my bunny and my dad cleaned it. <laughs> he cleaned the vomit off my, my gigantic bunny. But anyway, and my dad used to like take me to school. He, um, my mother worked out of town a lot. So a lot of times it was just my dad and I. And I would c- try to cook us dinner and... Um, and he would eat anything I made him. And I was not, back then, I was not a very good cook. I'm a much better cook today than I was when I was very young. Um, but he was so steady. And and he looked after me. He, um, he just was you know, my, my person. And, and then, um, he passed away and I can't, 
it was just the weirdest thing when he passed because he used to say things about people who grieved. He would say really negative things about them. He would say, you know, all these people, you know, in church and they're just sobbing and they're just making a big show of it and blah, 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 you know. So when he passed, I was not about to do that. I was not going to make a big show of my grief. And so I feel like in, you know, but I also feel like he's been he's been with me. But but honestly, his leaving his body and physical form when I was so young changed my life. And it made me it was like it it was just like trusting. Trusting that everything was going to be okay or trusting I don't know how to describe it except that I I really didn't trust the same way after that that loss was a really big one for me and I I was different and and I also really gave up cuz I remember back then I had this idea of you know that god universe whatever you want to call it did grant us the desires of our heart and then the loss of him i just i just felt like life was just random i felt like it was just proof that um what i believed was not the case and then so like fast forward many many years later and and i am full into this <laughs> but it sort of came to me this time like in in ways that i could not ignore you know like like i told you all i just started to get this 1111 bizarrely multiple times a day i would get the number 11 or my groceries would total up to 1111 um i started to get these symbols regularly and then this dial up on it and i it's just crazy the stuff that happens that's all i have to say it's just crazy uh the way it is and it's still you know every single day i have these synchronous i call them synchronicities um so and so I, I guess I'm 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 right at the moment. I'm just sort of I guess the word reveling, I don't know. I'm like I'm so enjoying I'm so enjoying like being where I'm at with it all. Like I can't even tell you how good it feels. Like like how good it feels to like that I am I am in this space of, of I guess, allowing. I guess it would be the, the case of allowing. But, you know, I, I, I've done an intense amount of, of, of the, the groundwork on this thing. And, and I am extremely excited 
about the prospect of my life in the moment and in the future, whatever that is. And so the way that this, this like relates to this trauma is that I was just making the, the co- correlation between, between my beliefs about this person because I think that I, that what was happening was I had fear that this same thing was going to happen. That I was going to be in this person's presence and that the possibility that this person would not be who I thought this person was. That, that I, that I had created this person in my mind and that this person isn't who I think they are, as in I'm, I'm referring right now to Guy. And that this thing that I think that I want is not actually what I want. But what if he is? What if he is? What if, you know, because he has these characteristics that I so admire. You know, I mean... This is a person who is incredibly intelligent and creative and optimistic and I don't know all of these characteristics and 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 here's the other thing like even if he's not I'm still going to be okay because I'm feeling more solid and solid, like solidly in myself. That it's like I'm not dependent on him and I'm not dependent on that experience for my happiness. I'm pretty happy generally pretty happy just living my life. I'm pretty happy just doing the groundwork, just you know. So, so like in in another area, you know, cuz I've talked about there were these two areas and it was like money and men, money and men and I like, you know, and so I had, I had recently, I had done something in like my bank account. So I, I have a savings account and, and I've been, I've been really, really like, and it's not even that much money that's in my savings account, but I'm so happy about it. I like to look at it every single day. I look at my savings account and I'm like, oh my God, you know. And, and, you know, I need to save this much money for before this, you know, I mean, I have these like mini goals to my bigger goal. And I can't even say like how crazy it has been with just like money just coming my way. 
just in all these different forms, not just like my paycheck, but like money from this. And like, I got like this royalty check from my books. I got, I got, you know, been getting just money from all these different places. And a good percentage of it, I've just been socking away into savings. And so it's just been like the most amazing thing. <laughs> and then I'm going to end this podcast with this. This was something else that happened yesterday that I was just like astounded by. So about a year ago, I was, I was actually, I got this, this call kind of out of nowhere from, um, from a company in Vancouver, Washington, which is a place that I'm considering moving. And they had, they had called me with this job that was actually more money than I had ever made in a year. And it was also like, they would give me this moving, um, like package, you know, and it wasn't a huge amount, but it was like, I could make it work. And, and I, and I, but I put a great big kibosh on it because I really did not want to leave my son, um, his last year of high school. I really wanted to participate in his life. This has been a huge, a huge, um, focus of mine for years has been my children and participating in their lives because what I understand is is that they're going to go fly off and and it's really not the same I mean we visit them and we see them but it's not the same like participating in their life the way that we are when they're under 18 and so I I have made choices I've made choices to stay and be present with him for him. And so I I put a kibosh on it and then not that much longer I got the job with the company that I'm working for right now which is the same company as the one in Vancouver, Washington. And then recently I saw what I thought was that job, but it was like I was so looking for this particular person and I could not find her email address to save my life because I wanted to get back to her about that job because I was really clear that I, that I was very interested in the job, but the timing was not right. And yesterday I got a phone call from her. <laughs> I got a phone call from her saying, you know, are you, are you still interested in this position? And, um, (laughs) isn't that bizarre? Anyway, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, and in some ways it doesn't even really matter. It's like, I just sort of feel like, you know, I'm going to play it by ear. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yesterday, what like came over me about it was that I, I, I really didn't want to let down the team that I'm on right now. Um, you know, like I'm going to these trainings and they're going to be rolling out a different contract. 
things are going to look in my position are going to look quite different from here on out than what they did. And so I I was I was um you know like I had kind of this dread about telling them that I'm not going to be here anymore but I've been I've been so excited. I mean I had an interview with an outfit a couple, like about a month ago or six weeks ago. And I was, I mean, I just, I I had it all in my head, you know, and I was, I was looking at places over there and I, I was really, really excited about the move. And, um, and so, and I did not hear back from those people. So we'll see. I don't know. I'm just sort of not, not, you know, I'm not really, it's like, we'll see how everything goes. (laughs) It's life. It's really a whole lot of fun, isn't it? Living. It's just a whole, whole, whole lot of fun. (laughs) Anyway. I appreciate you listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.